I honestly love middle-aged people sometimes. <laughs> Based on the conversation you were just telling me. We were just having, about- yeah. So, so we've, as we said in our bonus episode, if you haven't had a chance, listen to our bonus episode. I think it's called Big Brother Fantasy Draft because we're kind of creating a fantasy football team, but for the show, Big Brother. Yes. Um, we were just talking about social media because we are asking you our listeners to send in truth truths or dares um that's hard to say truths even though that's like a big loyola phrase that has that word strong truths or dares (laughs) i i see i stumble over it strong truths or dares well lived it's along the same like youths like you know it's like truths youths yeah truths um i feel like i'm spitting all over my microphone when i say those words um but we asked our our audience and apparently uh, my dad, shout out Mr. Do. Yes. He doesn't get a shout out. Well, often. can we say why oh. we, we asked for truths or dares? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And each time one of us loses a player on our team, we'll say, okay, that's one dare, truth or dare that we'll have to do. We're going to do a full episode on it, but like whoever Once loses the, the most. Over. Yeah, whoever yeah. loses, or maybe not while the season's over, if one of us loses all of our team members, because we split it down the middle. True. But we'll see. So that is TBD, but go on with what you were going to say yeah so my dad apparently is our um our biggest n he sent in the the largest number of truths and dares yes um and so we just start nick and i just started talking about how i'm not sure if he follows nick follows my dad on on instagram or but my dad recently discovered uh, reels and he's been (laughs) posting random reels i don't know what even the content was but it was like old content too it was yeah it was it was like a yeah, because it was you, but it was I think it was a few years ago. I did get a notification. It was like, Derek Dew posted a reel. Oh, pers- yeah. posted his first reel. It was like... So like This one is like, it's, it's captioned, love the memories, and it's just the, the New Hampshire place that yes. my family used to have. And it's just like a bunch yes. of photos and videos from yeah. New Hampshire. And then there's another one that has, I don't know if it's like a highlight reel of my sister's high school volleyball career. And she's a going to be a junior in college like that's, that's so just funny. how dated these are but that's he just really found funny. Out how to do these and he just keeps posting them i so love it really funny i'm very happy for him but yeah so um in other other social media news and then we can kind of get more into the episode but uh i found out today and i i just wanted to shout this out because uh, ryan's been on the show for a while my friend ryan um our friend ryan he got engaged yesterday. We uh, were recording this on uh, Sunday, August 27th. He got engaged yesterday, Saturday the 26th. Congratulations to Ryan, Marissa, both of your families. We're so excited for you both. We wish you extremely happy, long life together and everything. You're not married yet, but, you know, just very exciting. Very exciting. It's, I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about you, Nick, but this is like my first, uh, like, close... I think it is yeah my first like close friend that's gotten engaged i don't know has there been i mean you're like a year older than me so i don't know if the, the, you've been surrounded by that well celia too yes well actually uh, i have news no i'm kidding oh i was gonna say whoa Nick. i'm kidding surprise um but congratulations ryan and marissa we're so excited for you um yeah yeah There's you can tell they really there. love each other Yes, Just from like social media and stuff, it's nice. Yes, we. I. I. 
I want you to promise me um, more dips at your at your wedding because I feel like oh, uh, <laughs> Ryan, like Ryan about me. every no 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 not you Ryan I feel like uh, every social media post you guys are dipping each other and it's the cutest thing so let's just continue that like I love that I think every time you know how sometimes at weddings whenever a guest like starts clanging their glass it either means that they have something to say or it's like oh kiss like the couple kiss yeah. or whatever yeah I feel like at his wedding it should be. Every time there's a glass clanging, they have to stand up and dip. <laughs> I love that. That's great. That would be really funny. Justin um, dips me sometimes. Um, yeah, we. Yeah. What if we dipped? What if we dipped while recording <laughs> yeah. a podcast? Yes. I just maybe in you. our next photo shoot camera. for next year. I I, yeah. I pick up my laptop and lift it, and I. <laughs> our next photo shoot, we'll do one where I'm dipping you, you're dipping me. You know. I love that. I love that. Um. <laughs> Shall we check in on our Big Brother house guests? Sure. Let's do that. Let's eavesdrop on the host guests. Um, For all of our Big Brother fans out there, you know. Uh, Right now, what's aired, we have not seen the results of the pressure cooker, though I believe both of us know who won. Yeah. I guess we can talk about it because this is going to be out. Yeah. Yeah. So Cameron won. Mm -hmm. Um, And let me just say it's about time. Like, he's been put on the block two weeks in a row as a pawn. Like, I'm glad he has the power now yes i am more interested though in talking about the two evictions that we've had since we last recorded so we Mm -hmm. each lost someone Mm -hmm. i lost riley and you lost heisem and let us just say like we both predicted that i mean i i figured riley was gonna go the week that we recorded and Mm -hmm. then you know you thought we both thought heisem's reign was just too dictatorship 100% 100% too, too authoritarian to be he, he just made himself public enemy number one very and, quickly yeah so and I we, wonder I sometimes how much go. of that is like the edited show you know because true but because they they but pick his, obviously the most interesting moments yeah that's true I was gonna say though like his diary room his just like way his, his way of being his his talking was very like Always strategic, didn't feel very human, was just no. like I'm making these moves for my game, which is right. good in theory, but you have to, it's a game about It's a social, yeah, it's a, it's social, a social game, game as well. Yeah. So I think, yeah, he came out of the gate way too fast. Um, I honestly, thinking back on Riley's head of household, I really was rooting for her, but I don't think she played the best game because she won head of household in a unique way the nominees were handed to her they had lost competition so she didn't really have to nominate anyone or get any blood on her hands she just won the competition the nominees got themselves up there there were four nominees and she only had to take two of them down so it was really like she was in a savior position like a almost like a veto position mm-hmm. so she should have i think used that to her benefit 
and like yeah she still has the comp win like she still has that accolade to her but it's week one like you don't want to make waves you want to go usually a successful week first week is when you get who the house wants out and granted everybody was kind of like felt rubbed the wrong way by Heisen but that was more so the week after she left anyway or the week after well, Riley was, was head was of household the, who was on the block because it was because Kirsten's the one that left yes but who was on the block with her eventually I believe it was her and Cameron so Cameron's been on the block three times, three twice, weeks. Twice, because he's head of household. This week. Oh, no, because it was Cameron Maybe, and no, Riley, and Cameron and Heisem. I don't know which one. It, who else was? I thought it was. I thought it was Cameron. I'm not sure, but I just think yeah, yeah. she shouldn't have been so vocal about Heisem when she literally needed to just sit back, enjoy the week of safety. She already did. Her, like, no one can say, oh, she just, like, it was a waste of a week. She won, she gained that first accolade. That was a week, I think, that she should have been, like, getting people's trust. I mean, an alliance formed, usually the, the head of, first head of household is in the big alliance because everybody flocks to them. So that had happened with the handful. I think she did too much too fast. And then you see Heisem make it his whole, stri- like, strategy and personality to get out Riley like we saw this I know you didn't watch Big Brother 18 but we saw this with um two house guests in Big Brother 18 Davon and Frank who were both big personalities go at each other so it was like okay one wanted the other out the whole time and they just get blinded and end up taking themselves out which is what he did he got his target out but he made in in doing that he made such a target for himself that he went the week after and I think honestly I hope that Miss Felicia learns from that I love and that I you're think calling her Miss Felicia now I know because everyone in the house is but I think <laughs> she w- I think she did because she said it on one of the shows she in the diary room she was like I saw what happened to the last two head of households which is very very rare by the way this is very strange that there's I guess now there's two head of households because that are still in the house uh, Cameron won one and Felicia won one but uh, this is it's very weird yeah yeah I was gonna ask you in the show's history how quickly are alliances like I, I doubt that the alliances that are are currently in form or they're already breaking apart but what yeah. how quickly do alliances form do they usually form in week one yeah like they it us- seems like Riley was starting to like or at least according to Heisem the Riley had kind of divided the house yes. from week one but is that yeah. typical yeah, it is typical, but in more recent years, and by recent I mean like the past, I'll say the past 10, alliances form and they mean not much. They mean like safety for two weeks because they start as like four people and then they bring in two more and then they bring in two more and then it's half the house. Someone is not going to be loyal to that. Yeah. Like the the strongest alliances, in my opinion, are the twosomes, like the really tight two. Or Would like you say four. like Red and Cameron right now? I don't even know. I sure. I I guess it, it will we'll know more after this week after Cameron's head of household. Yeah. Probably. I would say like Suri and Jared although they're, you know, sibling or they're Mother related. And son. Mother and son. So yeah. But 
it used like there was a there was an alliance called the brigade in season 12 and they were like they each had a common not a common strategy but it's used a lot or enough is when there's a tight alliance and they each have their own friend in the house that's like their disposable kind of they're they get close to them so you have that number but they're not in the alliance yeah um the cookout did it in season 23 which was a historic alliance all of the black people in the house mm united under a common goal of having the first black winner and they made it actually to the final i'm trying to think of how many people final six they they were the six people and they made it all the way because they each grabbed their own friend you know that wasn't in the alliance and they'd go they'd get nominated with the friend to um to like hide the alliance like yeah. the alliance would gain power nominate the friend and the alliance member, but they always had the votes to send the friend home. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like, who would think that the alliance is an alliance if they're nominating one of their members, you know? Right. They were really smart about it. But, yeah. What are your thoughts just, like, so far on the on the whole thing? I mean, I find, not strategically speaking, I find the show wildly entertaining. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, um, my goal is funny I feel to bad. you. I feel bad because I used and i still kind of do but like i used to call it the vanilla reality show where you just put a bunch of people in the house and see what happens which again oh. it kind of is but like it isn't it isn't but yes the most stereotypical but, people for sure like the loudest version of each stereotype like yeah like they typecast hard you'll see the same type of cast every year they're getting better at it they're sure. definitely getting better at diversifying sure um but yeah uh it's but yeah it's been it's been wildly entertaining i have enjoyed watching the show um it's been interesting to see how players evolve as different people are eliminated because before mm -hmm. we talked about this laps at last episode or maybe on the the bonus episode i thought heisen was a really strong player and he was he just came on too, too off way too strong and way too controlling yeah uh, even though that wasn't his, he kept saying over and over that wasn't his plan going into it. But right happened to that. I don't know. I, right. Having played, although been eliminating, been eliminated first and then fourth, like basically immediately, mm -hmm. um, in your game, mm -hmm. you can have strategy, but then everything can fall apart very quickly. Yes. So you kind of just it's kind of like you're scrambling to pick up the pieces. Can I say one thing? And I want to then hear about your um experience your first two weeks um being sure. back at yeah, Loyola. Yeah. Has it already been two weeks? It has. What the hell? Because we recorded two weeks ago that episode, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would love to see how you would do in a future Big Brother, like our Big Brother, how how we played now yeah. that you've seen the show. I doubt you I don't go think first. I'll be any better. I really oh, I don't. doubt you'd go first. I doubt you'd go first. I, well I shot myself in the foot by being logistics person. <laughs> In a way. Yes and no. See, I think that people Everyone were kind of ruthless. That they didn't want to me. They wanted me out first because I was the one that knew everybody. So great, I was a but like from a <laughs> but from a, a just a human standpoint, that was harsh when they did that. I was like, "What are they doing?" Like he, I felt bad. I I personally had I been at playing, I would not have time, done it at you first. At least the first time I was evicted, I it wasn't unanimous. Yeah, it started getting friends. unanimous. That was that happened for multiple evictions. As it got less and less people, people were just kind of like, even, all right. 
even after my return was unanimous, I thought Sophia voted to keep me. She might have. I think she might have. So. Um, but yeah, I had some friends. <laughs> you did, you did, but that was that was harsh. Again, it's a very that. it's a very different dynamic in our game versus the game of because course. we were friends. Like Wait, we but all some knew people each other. were playing a game of kumbaya, and some people were playing strategically. And in our game, yes, and there were yeah. very different sides of like strategies. And yeah, yeah. Um, but I would love to see how you how you would fare having seen the show. How is your time at Loyola so far as a grad student? Yeah, yeah. so it's been two weeks. Uh, I have only been doing campus ministry stuff, nothing psychology program related. I, it feels so familiar. It, it, the, the transition has been so smooth. That's great. I love working in the office. I love... So the first week, it was just me and I think other GAs and um, Aubrey, who was working in the office over the summer, who's a sacristan, and the pro staff. And so it was very, mm-hmm. it was pretty calm, um, just trying to, to onboard, figure out what my, what my role is. I felt like a boomer because technology has changed since you and I have graduated. Really? So like, I just, I wasn't shared a bunch of things on, on like OneDrive and SharePoint. And there's a new, uh, it's like an activities portal called the bridge, and I had to get used to I've that. I've heard about that. I, I, to be People honest, I thought it. you had the bridge. No, it, it started fall 2021. Well, we used it for the virtual activities fair, the okay. remote semester, and it was called Campus Groups, and then it got rebranded and called the bridge for the fall of 2021, mm. um, which was my first semester after graduated um or their first semester after i graduated so i had never used it i i (laughs) people i think first years and students who knew nothing else like it but i don't think people who knew a loyola before the bridge like it so yeah i think there needs to be like four years before it really gets fully adopted and and liked um and canvas man is using have you have you working in marketing have you heard of asana yeah we used it in campus men oh you did okay so yeah. now the whole office is using it oh so i need to get used to that too it's i like used a, it's it like in a marketing. workflow platform yeah i didn't um, like it didn't i don't like, like any of those i don't like um monday i tried monday i don't like it it's almost like two it's like the most um complex planner like physical planner that you could buy like you basically like one just of assign tasks to people and it's supposed to eliminate like emailing people hey can you do this can you do this you just assign it i don't like it and i i see the benefit for it I, i'm going yeah. to give it the benefit of the doubt i think that it can be useful but once again i'm showing my not a huge fan of change well, uh, email can be useful too and that often gets out of hand right so I think I just need to be more, become more familiar with it, and then I'll, I'll figure out how I want to use it. Then the week after, I we welcomed the intern team, the undergraduate the intern team. That was so much fun. It was so like we went on retreat. I went, got to go back to the Loyola retreat house, which so the jealous. Last time I was there, it was for a silent weekend retreat. Oh my gosh, that was the last before, time. The week before spring break in March of 2020, and so. then. Right, right before the pandemic, and then I graduated a year later, and I thought, well, I'm never gonna go be back up there again. And I was just like trying to come to terms with that. And then yeah. 
I there you was were. back there and it just felt really strange, but also like a homecoming. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Stephanie, who's the retreat kind of retreat house manager person that works up there, um, we call her mama. Um, she she like she goes she, she goes Justin like welcome back and it was just so nice that she like remembered me. Did you ever she know you were things? coming? She, no. I'm assuming. She, oh, she didn't know you were coming. She didn't. No. She was like, "What? Excuse me?" And I was like, "I know it's strange. Um, <laughs> I don't know that what is, I'm yeah. doing here either. It feels so weird." Um, was it different being like? the older like being in a more senior role with the interns that's what i yes, was mo- yes and no i was actually talking to another intern about actually i was talking to aubrey about this yesterday about how do i know aubrey well aubrey is the intern that i said worked over the summer and was there that first week oh, too. okay okay um hi aubrey and it feels it's different it feels weird because it's different than what i'm used to being like an undergraduate intern but it also feels right based on the stage of life that I'm in like mm. but it's also weird because I'm I'm a bridge like I'm bonding with the interns because I'm like not too far in age You're the with bridge. them um and yeah I am the bridge and but then also I'm friends with pro staff and stuff and pro staff right. are like trusting me to do different things so Emily yeah there's like <laughs> something in between I'm kind her. of an in between there I love her um make sure she so, listens to this episode for her incredible I, shout out I will. Okay. <laughs> I'll just give her the timestamp for that. Perfect. <laughs> so it's it's been it's been nice. It's been a smooth transition so far. It's been familiar. I'm still trying to figure out the job. Um, although I feel like I have a good grasp on it, and it's nice to be trusted by pro staff to mm-hmm. lead certain things. To, um, I mean, yesterday it was a non-campusman event, but. I think we did this when you were an intern, but we went to the Maryland State Fair and it, and a group, a group of people. No? No. I thought my sophomore year we did. Like Maybe. Did I not go? I don't know. We had There's a group of us with a picture. I think you did. I don't know. I thought you Maybe did. Maybe I went. I don't know. My mom just reminded me that I went to a cousin's wedding like last year. Did not remember it. <laughs> I was so, either ruminating or trying to block out the fact that I was there. I'll show you the photo when we stop recording. Okay. But... Yeah, so we did that. That was fun. Um, but I, we just have a really good group of people. That's great. Um, on this team, and and we're bonding. We're they're getting to know each other, and then this week starts the job specific training. So I'm I, so I happy think for I think them. we have that's bought in. We have buy in. I love so that. That's good. Uh, I I'm happy for yeah. them. That's like I remember that time. Yeah, especially it's as a fun. sophomore, the first time I did it. Yeah, and it's a largely. S- it's a pretty large sophomore group. Like, nice. I think that might be a majority sophomore group. It's great. So, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's very exciting. And then in terms of this week for me, I have orientation for my program on Monday and then orientation Ooh. for the clinic on Tuesday and then more orientation for the clinic on Thursday. So I'm actually nervous about that. I wasn't – I was. I know I said I was nervous about campus ministry, but I – settled in it's familiar and right. i am this familiar is the new with the part now right right i'm familiar with the psychology department but it's the i'm in a doctorate program and i'm meeting people that i don't know and are also in the doctorate program but they've seen great like we have a group me going already and i think we're going to get together on labor day but it's yeah, this is the this is where it might where like the imposter syndrome might kick in of like why am I in a doctor program? What the heck? <laughs> because you're a future doctor. 
and just that type of stuff and that I'm nervous about, them. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, because I'm paying them. That's, they just want the money. That's, what that's like how, no, I'm not saying about you specifically, but that's an odd way to look at college. Why am I here? Because I'm paying them. Because I'm paying them. That's why. But, I deserve know, to be here because I'm, because I'm paying them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely nervous and I won't go as far as to say that I'm anxious, but I'm definitely nervous about the orientations and stuff. Um, I feel like I'm going to be a little shyer, maybe not be myself right off the bat, because that's just kind of how I enter new uh, situations sometimes. But we'll see how that goes. I, I, I think I imagine it will go smoothly. I, I have trust it will go smoothly. But, um, I think but so, too. Definitely, definitely nervous. Well, just remember, in, I kind of see it as, you know, you do move in week freshman year and you like get used to that and you're like, oh, I'm comfortable. And then the first day of class, it's like, oh, OK, now it's like. Here's yeah. the thing, but you knocked that out of the park. So like, and it brought you here. Well, it's almost like another move-in week. Yeah, too, because it's like orientation. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then the following week classes start. Classes start. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so now you're starting your program, but that you know that first week of classes, I guess, like led to you. I you know how I said you're like Mr. Loyola, and I'm serious about that. Like you've held. You're the second person to call me that in the last 24 hours. That, yeah, no, really but it's funny. but that's what I'm saying. So you really <laughs> not to make a joke but you really squeezed the sponge like you actually did squeeze the sponge are the old president from Loyola that was his saying like get the most out of it that you can and you really did so I'm have no doubt you're gonna do that again yeah yeah well that's the goal I think I need to be I mean this happened my first year of college too it wasn't you know we've talked about this on the show people say that college is the best four years of your life my argument is okay it's some it's some really great years your argument sometimes is maybe not the best but it's a great four years of your life my argument is it's the best two and a half three years because the entire (laughs) first year maybe even first only first semester but the entire first year you're kind of floundering whether you want to admit it or not you know you're like i don't know what i'm I don't know what you're talking about. I was so successful. My whole I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're perfect. So we don't, you know, it's it's a hard measuring stick to. Socially, I made some faux pas. I'm totally. Oh, I don't know what that means. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I know what I mean. It was like errors. Like socially, it was not. I'm totally kidding. You do. You flounder. You flounder. And so I feel like. Maybe not my entire first year I'm going to flounder, but there's going to be some floundering of unsettledness. Uh, Maybe. And, you know, yes, it's a familiar place. I will say I want to add my final thought about how these two weeks have been. While I was at the retreat house, I texted both of my parents. And I've talked about this on the show, I think. But when I was applying to different programs, I think I put Loyola through the harshest ringer. Because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't choosing it because it's familiar, because it's safe, because, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, not again, not with the assumption of, oh, I'm going to get in there. So I'm definitely going to. No, no, I know what you're saying. But it's more so like, yeah, I'm familiar with Baltimore. I'm familiar with the Loyola community. I'm familiar with the with Campus Men, with the psych department, those types of things. And when I made the decision, yes, it was exciting, but there was still that. ooh, what if I made the wrong decision? And when I was at the retreat house. In which, you know, you get time to reflect, you get time to just think about things at a higher level, zoom out. It was the first time where I felt like, honestly, it was like a God moment. I felt like hey, I God. made the right choice. Making I'm happy the right I'm choice here. I'm happy that I'm, yeah, ba- I mean, with kind of, Lord. I don't know, not to, with the Lord. Yeah, not, not to, but like, I don't know. It was just kind of, it was a God moment. It was like, okay, I made the I right that. choice. I'm happy that I'm here. 
new adventure, but here we go. Let's see what happens. I'm so. happy that you're there. I'm glad you made that choice. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, open invitation. Come yeah, on. no, I'm I'm, I'm I take it fully seriously. Big oh, come on down. Mm, Bob Barker. Oh. Price is right. Rip. Let's anyway, bring it down even Barker. further. Yeah. <laughs> um what is some Wait, let's go to the news corner. And now from the anchor desk, I'm going to throw it to our correspondent, Nick, outside of the Fulton County Jail. Nick, what yeah, news do we have from this week? Literally. <laughs> oh, I am your anchor? Wow. I feel no, I'm, you're my correspondent. I'm your, cor- I'm your field correspondent. Field correspondent outside the Fulton County Jail in Georgia. Nick, what news did we get from this week? But here's the thing. This is your news corner, and because I'm not actually there, I feel like I'm taking your job by saying it. So why don't, you tell us? why don't you tell us what happened? Okay, so not this past week, but former President Donald Trump was indicted as well as 18 of uh, 18 other people by the Fulton County DA's office, um, attorney hey. Fannie Williams, and they had until uh, August 25th to surrender and turn themselves in and i'm pretty sure everyone did and including former president donald trump and he got booked in the jail and got a mugshot taken and this was historic because it's the first former president to have had a mugshot taken so yeah was there anything else you wanted me to add i think that no that, that was covers great. it just simply that was great. Um, he also historic moment in his yes, in his yes, and I think that's worth that's worth noting that every person besides one uh, person that was indicted posted bail um, and and is not in the jail except for one, the former leader of Black Voters for Trump, and um, you know we could dive into that about racial issues and such but the the only the only uh black individual that was indicted is the only one that's still in jail which is interesting i mean there's a whole thing to that where uh the other the other uh individuals that were indicted had prearranged uh bond bail i get those words confused i'm not a lawyer um plans kind of they knew the t- how much they had to pay to not continue to be in the prison. Um, but he did not have one, so he is still in jail. Can so, Donald not pay it for him? Oh, he could. So, that's again. The thi- that's the thing, too, is, is people again, are saying, look, you were abandoned by your co-conspirators. Right. You, what's the phrase? Look uh, look up and smell the roses or something like that? Or <laughs> wake yeah, up I, and smell the roses, I think. Yeah. Wake up and smell the roses. So yeah. that's, that's another piece to it. But... Yeah, that's that's big news. Not not I mean, I mean politically because the the front runner of the for the Republican nominee uh is now has four indictments, four different indictments mm-hmm. and now has a mugshot. Um is 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 historic in this country. That's 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 big that's big news. Mm-hmm. Um So what are, what are your thoughts? What were your reactions around around it? Well, my first thought is like 
it's nice to see him not even held accountable because when I think of held accountable, I think of someone and I know it is held accountable, but I think of someone like holding, you know, holding themselves accountable, be like coming forward and be like, yes, I, you know, I messed up. I take responsibility for it, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and it won't happen again. But he is facing the consequences. I think that's a more accurate or it just feels more accurate way of saying it for his bad behavior his illegal behavior which is something that we have not yet seen so I'm that's why I'm relieved I guess or happy you could say but at the same time this is not a celebratory moment well I guess in that way it might be but as a country like it's not a celebratory more moment when your former president is indicted on a crime against the country. Right. Like that's embarrassing. Right. On a national or on a global level. Right. So am I glad it happened? Absolutely. If because he did the crime. But, you know. And we I, should we should say too the American justice system innocent until proven guilty. But Mm-hmm. If the evidence proves that he is in fact guilty, yes. you're saying it. It this is a step towards accountability for their for actions. Yes, for alleged actions. And then my second thing that I want to say is because I don't know if you've seen like on both sides, t-shirts are being made. He's selling t-shirts that say "Never surrender," despite surrendering. Yeah, and it's a picture of his, you know, surrender shot, his mug shot, his mug shot. He's made $7 million since off of those things and that's, political donations since his mugshot's been taken. That's really disheartening. I just want to remind everyone that he's not a martyr. He has that picture because I'll say, because you said innocent, innocent um, until proven guilty, which is, you know, the case in America. He, he has that mugshot because he's accused of... By a grand jury of Americans. Yeah, which I... Of average. Right. Right. I'm assuming bipartisan. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. He's not a martyr, and anybody who who continues to believe that he is, is holding on to this idea of either traditional American values, which are not... You know what I mean by traditional American values. Either hiding, holding on to that idea or holding on to this like alpha male that pushes through life and gets what he wants. And seeing that crumble is too much for them because they, they identify with it. So right. I that's how I feel. Right. Is that's what I see when somebody wears the shirt as a, oh, he's a martyr. Like it's it's your last ditch effort to hold on to this idea that he represents. Sure. And I want to say, add to that too, that I think there are some people who are saying, Trump, I think included saying that, oh, they're going after me, but I'm standing in the way because they're going to go after you. Well, I don't know. after us. I don't know who would go after an average citizen. I mean, let me say this. If you were part of the January 6th insurrection, yeah, you're, you're gonna you should gonna be go prosecuted. After you. Yeah, but like, <laughs> right. but like, but like, you didn't take classified documents from the White House. No, you didn't pay off, allegedly pay off 
you know, hush money to a porn star. You didn't allegedly try and overturn election results. And you, I'm, I'm at this one, this one is, you know, like I said, the January 6th stuff, but allegedly you didn't, uh, uh, inspire an insurrection against the United States of America. So I don't know what people mean when they say that he's standing in the way because then they're going to come after you. And I also just want to point out this. That's fear-mongering. It's fear-mongering. But I also want to point out this. There's also a special counsel out of the Justice Department. And for those who don't know, special counsels are appointed by... Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is the head of the Justice Department of the United States, but it is run completely independent of the Justice Department. So, for instance, Jack Smith is the special counsel who is prosecuting or leading the prosecution for the classified documents case and for the January 6th insurrection case against Trump. Appointed by Merrick Garland, but is independent of the Justice Department, but is prosecuting on behalf of the United States, if, that's, if that makes sense. There mm -hmm. is a special counsel who is investigating and potentially might prosecute Hunter Biden as well, which is the president's son. Now, people are going, people are comparing the two because, you know, Joe Biden is Democrat and Trump is a Republican. But I feel similarly about Hunter Biden. If he allegedly did something illegal, I also feel like he should be he should face the consequences. Right. And will that look bad for Joe Biden since that his that is his son? Sure. But yeah. and it, you know, and say if if Joe Biden is is involved in that, I think that there's you know, that's a larger conversation that we should be having too about who are the people we are electing to represent us in government. No kidding. But but I like I don't feel differently because it's Trump and because it's Hunter Biden. Right. In fact, I was actually glad that there were initially Hunter Biden, the, the Justice Department or someone, some federal agency offered Hunter Biden a plea deal that he accepted and he didn't have to go to trial. But I'm kind of glad that fell through because I felt like publicly that looked kind of bad in a way. But mm. I don't know. I just think in terms of fairness, I feel the same way about both. If you do something illegal or, or wrong, like, you know, illegal, you should face legal, a legal response. Or if you just do something that's wrong, but might not be illegal, like morally, you should be held accountable. I don't know, as a, as a religious person, just morally, I feel like, yeah. you know, you should yeah. just be, that's what justice is, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, that, that that's something that I wanted to bring up too, because there are two investigations going on in special counsels, or mm -hmm. three, if you include both of Jack Smith's. So that's something too. My final thought on this is a reminder that sometimes the right thing and the truth is not the easiest thing to believe. And that's mm. not in like a, oh, you can't handle the truth type of way. I don't mean it like that. Sometimes it takes a little bit more effort and a little bit more thinking and empathy and compassion to get there mm -hmm. than to just say, you know, oh, the election was stolen. You know, like, I mean, that's that's an exaggeration because we, we know now, we kind of knew before, but we, the election was not stolen, but... There have been thorough investigations and there was no yes, evidence yes, to... Yes, yeah. mm -hmm. But... 2020, you're referring to. You know, to. biases get involved and I just think 
that yeah the truth and the right thing are not always the easiest thing to come to but it does take that little extra step and you know it's it's certainly there. it's certainly a complicated situation and i think conversations should be had like educated conversations should be had about what what about everything that's going on like that's why we have this show too is just to talk about things that are important mm-hmm. um and this is an important thing and i think it's complicated because he again as i said in the beginning of this segment trump is the leading nominee by 20 30 points um in the republican primary to become the republican nominee for president so Great. we have to think as a country if you are if you are voting in the primary or you know who do you want to represent you and i was list i was watching admittedly cnn coverage on on the indictment and the booking of of Donald Trump in the in the mugshot and one of the commentators Van Jones said something that Americans have to think about as we come closer and closer to the Republican primary and just the presidential election is if you were a hiring manager and one of your uh, candidates for the position that you're hiring for came forward with a mugshot and 91 felony counts. I think Trump has about 91 felony accounts mm-hmm. uh, against him right now. Would you hire that person? And Interesting. it's it's because that's essentially what we're doing, right? We're hire when we vote for someone to get a political job, uh, not political job, a governing job, a job in politics who represent us, we're hiring that person to do that job. Mm. So you know, whoever you are, would you hire somebody if you take if you take Trump's name off the resume and right. you get a different resume and someone has, oh, 91 felony counts. Perfect, um, you're hired. And, like you know, again, were... again, innocent, but the, but the, the felonies are, are, are innocent until proven guilty, but they're there. They're on your record. Mm-hmm. Would you hire them? Hey, how are you? Something um, to think about. I do think he's going to get the Republican nominee. I don't think he'll, especially if he is, if he goes to jail, I don't think that he will get the presidency. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I And we've, I've been wrong before about that, namely in 2016. It's just scary because it's, I think he's too much of a liability to count him out. You know, like, too like. Too much of a liability to count him out. What do you mean Like, like. You could have all of these things happen, right? And if he gets the nominee, like, I don't know. I, I still, I can't still say for certainty that he won't, if he gets the nominee and is in a general election against Joe Biden, I'm still going to be sweating on election day as results come in. I don't know. I just, I just, he seems like he's invincible because he's got any other politician or any other public figure have had, like, had they had any of the things that he's accused of or done. I just feel like he's, as you said, he's a martyr, but he's just, he's not, he can do no wrong. Painting himself as one. I don't think he can do wrong. It's, it's just, I don't know. He just has such a following and it's a, a cult following that he just he can do no wrong so i'm just i it worries me it worries but again me. why does he have that cult following it goes back to this idea that he represents for those people or those ideas which is the what? idea of a yeah. i think for a lot of men you know 
this macho tough guy that pushes through life and just wins despite, you know, you hear a lot like Joe Biden's America, everyone's being like demasculate, emasculated, is that the right word? Emasculated, yeah. Yeah. And then also, not just men, this idea of old America that supported this, that honestly America was built on, whether we want to acknowledge that or not, that people don't want to let go of because they benefit from it. And I'm Mm -hmm. talking, when I say people, I mean the people that are voting for him. Yeah. Namely, you know, racism, sexism, All the isms, all the phobias. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. And once you challenge those and people won't, and and people double down, you're no longer arguing with logic. Yeah. Against someone using logic. Right. And, And that's where it becomes the, takes a little bit of brain power. To right. sometimes to get to the the right, right thing or the truth right and, and that goes for out- anything sometimes we just are we just don't know and you have to think about it a little bit right like it's not right. always so just there are some people that are less willing to use critical thinking than right. others right and you're you're pointing out to i mean you said it much more eloquently than i will right now but that we live in a system that systemically oppresses Yes. People on the margins. Yes. Um, Historically, people on the margins. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's just, it's a, that's what justice work is. I mean, we talked about it this week on retreat, but, um, and we can talk about, I mean, we talked about it, we talked about it with, with Emily on her episode. On her episode. Um, That was a Um, great episode. And also when, when I come to Baltimore, the three of us have to get dinner. Yeah, that would be great. Um, But yeah, so. I don't know. I just think it, it's a it's a nuanced issue. I also want to point out too, like I don't think any politician is to be trusted <laughs> because I think what are, what is a politician's job? A politician's job is to be likable to a certain amount of people so that they can be elected to do the job that they want to do. And I think whether they have integrity or not, there are times when politicians lie. So when there are certain issues that we need to get facts about you know i'm thinking about the pandemic i'm thinking about maybe even the indictments against donald trump and 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 friends i don't think we should turn to politicians for what's the type of analysis that's going on i think that we should turn to pandemic stuff doctors and researchers that are doing the work and know how to handle pandemics public health experts Mm -hmm. for the indictments turn to lawyers people who know the law, people who've served in the justice system at -hmm. some point, people who um, were both, both prosecutors and public defenders, you know, people Mm -hmm. who are familiar with, shout out Santino. There we go. Our friend Santino, who's a public defender. Yeah. Turn to those people because I don't think politicians, although they seem like experts in a lot of different areas, they aren't. So that's something that I think is, is good to throw out there too, is, is if you want to learn more about an issue, go to the experts. And oftentimes, unless you're talking about politics, Politicians aren't always the experts. On a more brash level, um, regarding what you said about (laughs) they're not to be trusted, um, (laughs) you know the friend that I mentioned, the ex-friend that I mentioned in our, like, Friendships Past episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a liar. Are they a politician now? just the known for lying like completely yeah. compulsive liar um 
is now a politician in the worst way. <laughs> Has pictures with the worst people you can imagine. And just like... Life's funny that way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I'm talking about Ron DeSantis. He has a picture with Ron DeSantis or your former friend is Ron DeSantis? Oh, he does. No, no, no. He's not my former. (laughs) So anyway, there was also a debate that happened. We can talk about that in another episode, but I didn't have a chance to watch. I didn't either. I watched Big Brother. Yeah. (laughs) True. They're both on Wednesday. And until next time, love one another. Sorry. It's Julie Chen. (laughs) Julie Julie Chen. She leaves us with words of wisdom each week. Yeah. (laughs) But glad we got to talk about this. I, I love talking about current events and news and such so me too grateful grateful to be able to discuss these things Same. would you like to take us home sure um my name is nick gervasi and i'm justin Dew. you can reach us at our email point of podcast at gmail.com and on our socials instagram facebook threads and tiktok at point of podcast and twitter at point of do do we still you- call it twitter or is it considered yeah. x I'm going to call it Twitter. Okay. If you enjoy our show, please, it literally still, even when you're on the X app, it literally says www.twitter.com. Interesting. Yep. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and TikTok at Point of Do Podcast, and Twitter at Point of Do. If you enjoy our show, make sure to follow the podcast and give us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts, or share us with a friend or family member. We really appreciate it and are truly grateful for your support. As always, we hope you have a great two weeks. Thank you for listening, and until next time... H. Name on my-